Hello and welcome to another episode of the Big MX Radio Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Guts Racing. Andy Gregg over at Guts Racing, amazing dude with an amazing company that create unbelievable product. On top of that, you'll find that their customer service is second to none. Great stuff over there, and you can save yourself some money as well by entering discount code BIGMX20 at checkout to save yourself 20%. WSA, all things wheels. John Anderson, Kristen Anderson over there. Honestly, great people, and I can't say enough good thing about their product. Fantastic wheels, and on top of that, you can just go ahead and buy yourself a set of spokes, set of rims, or even grab yourself some hubs right off the website. And when you order through W, if you mention Big MX Radio, you're also going to save yourself 10%. You can save 30% with Faction Supply with discount code BigMXRadio at checkout. All one word, BigMXRadio, save yourself 30% on Faction Supply. They've got some really cool duds to make you looking really cool when you're uh, you're in the pits or just some awesome casual wear. But they also have gloves that you as well as I know. Gloves are really tough to really dial in and, and find your perfect set of pair of gloves. In fact, there's a lot of guys out there who will wear the same pair of gloves for basically as long as they possibly can. That's, the, that's exactly what the situation you'll run into with Faction Supply. They have really cool colors and the gloves themselves, they just work. Also on board with us is Epoxyit. If you're in Southern California and you need a brand new floor, get your floor redone by our friends over at Epoxyit. They do amazing work, they work extremely fast, and the product is always incredible when it's done. You're gonna really have you're gonna be really happy with the finished product when you call up Epoxyit. Also on board with us as a brand new sponsor, I am pleased and proud to say that we are on board with Maple Ridge Motorsports. Maple Ridge Motorsports. Maple Ridge Motorsports, located in Maple Ridge, British Columbia, is your one-stop shop for all things moto, and they are your family fun store. Go check them out online or go in and meet their friendly staff today. Go check those guys out. Unbelievable organization. Can't say enough good things about Sandra as well as Troy and their son Devin and Maddie over there as well. They are all amazing people, and if you're looking for something for your motocross bike or body, they probably have it. Go check out Maple Ridge Moore Sports today. All right, now let's get on with the podcast. Go, I was born ready. All right, born ready. All right. <clears throat> All right, we have Max Anstey joining us here on Verb Moto. Max, you've been with Yariv and the Firepower team for about a year now. Uh, talk a little bit about the, the transition from the team that you were on previously, moving over to Firepower Honda. Uh, acclimating yourself to the bike. Obviously, you raced some 450 rounds uh, late last year. And then uh, since then, it's been uh, 250 time all the time. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's, it's been good. Like, Yurive and, and Marty, Martin Davalos, um, we get on really well. It's, uh, I, I, yeah, Yurive being from Australia, it seems to click quite well with, with me being British. Um and then Marty just obviously having the experience that he has of racing and even racing him. Like, it's weird. I was talking to him about it yesterday. <laughs> I was talking to him about it yesterday, actually. We we uh, we raced each other for a few rounds of uh, of Supercross in his last last couple of seasons um, on the 450. And uh, I remember he, ne- he never spoke to me. I never did anything. He was always, like, so super serious. And now he's... Uh, now he's quite funny to work with. I uh, I really enjoy working with him and, and he's got a lot of knowledge. So the the transition was 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 easy, you know. <clears throat> I mean, to be fair, 
so I was on a team. I was on, uh, uh, yeah, I was, I was on, uh, what was it? 2022. I was on Rocky Mountain, um, the KTM team. And then a few rounds into Supercross or halfway through Supercross, things went a little pear-shaped and went, uh, went a little sideways. And I was left scratching my head thinking, right, what am I going to do now? Um, along with, uh, uh, along with my teammates. And, and we, we basically, um, I, I, I was, trying to find something for outdoors wasn't really too sure like what was going to come up or not and, and didn't really have anything um didn't really have anything lined up and and marty and yareev kept calling me and were like max have you thought about riding a 250 have you, have you thought about you know uh doing this you're you're going to be really good on one and this and that and the other and, and i i originally was uh was just like oh, nah like i i just wanted to race outdoors on a 450 somewhere like i was like oh, i just want to go outdoors um, I was like, no, I'm a 450 guy. I've been on a 450, you know, 2016 Mercury Nations was in Italy was my last 250 race. And I remember putting the 250 on the side of the truck, um, back there in Europe and thinking, yeah, I'm done with the 250 class. I'm never going to ride a 250 again. Didn't achieve what I wanted to achieve. Like I always, I always wanted to be in contention for the, for a world title. And, uh, that leads on to the world supercross now it's given me that opportunity to do that but um but uh yeah, yeah like I, I i never achieved what i wanted to achieve on the 250 thought that i would never ride a 250 again and 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 then this opportunity came up and and i was i was you know sat sat at the house in uh in tampa actually and and uh, i was talking to my wife and i was like man i don't really know what to do i'm kind of waiting around i'm in limbo it's it's the worst thing when you're when you're a racer and you don't really have a job you don't really know what you're doing um and she says just go up and test the bike go up and meet the guys and test the bike at mtf and it was a four-hour drive for me so i called marty and i said i said marty what are you doing tomorrow can i come up and ride the bike and uh he said yep um we i came up and and the biggest thing for me was was i really liked and saw the potential of the people that i was working with i, I think me being a little older that's something very uh important to me um and that i've realized is is the biggest factor for me really it, it that's more important um having a good group of people that i that i click with and also i could see the potential of those guys really wanting to to put the work in to 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 be a competitive team and on a competitive bike it's it's one of those where I've been on a lot of different teams. I've been on a lot of teams and win with a lot of people that say all the right things and give me all the bullshit that, oh yeah, we want to win. Or, of course, everyone does. When they put them, when they go to the race, they, everyone wants to do well. But yeah, I know the difference now, I feel. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not perfect, but I, I can read through half of the shit most of the time now. And, uh, and I really felt like these guys were genuine and, and were in a good spot. And, and, the potential to grow was really, really good. So, um, so I was sat up there with Marty. I rode the, the bike, the two fifty, and I said to them, "I said I have no idea if this is a good bike or a bad." They, they were like, "Oh, what's the bike like? Do you think it's good?" And I was like, "Mate, I, I haven't ridden a two fifty in years. I have no idea. I literally, you could give me a turd, or it could be the fastest bike. I've got no idea." Um, I said, "That's your job, Marty. You figure the bike out um, because I'm not a two fifty guy. I, I've I've raced a four fifty and." You know, the last time I raced 250 Supercross was 2010. You know, I was 16, just right. 16. And it's like, 
it's like, man, I've, I've gone back to Europe, raced GPs, you know, ridden a 450, raced outdoors, and then came back and raced half of two seasons, half of the end part of the season on the Suzuki uh, with HGP in 2021, and then the beginning part of the season with, with on a KTM um in 2022 so i said i don't really know what a good bike is on a 250 because i've not i've not uh not ridden one the last one you were on was carbureted probably (laughs) yeah exactly i mean it's yeah it's been a while um so so then uh and and marty were were all together and we were like right what what can we they well they said to me what can we do to make this work and i said i said well I've, i've done six races or something this year in 2022 I said, can we at least, can we go and do a few outdoors? You've never done outdoors before as a team. I said, give me a 450. Give me, give me four weeks. Let's test and develop a 450 for outdoors. I want to see how the team works. Let's see how we all get along. See if we can put something together fast to be competitive and put ourselves under pressure, race and see if we all like each other we might hate each other after it so yeah so a little test drive yeah let's let's have a little bit of a test and and man we we came in competitive you know i mean i was top five six in qualifying on a 450 that this team hadn't done any work on a 450 it's it's a you know it was a 250 supercross team um so so we were competitive when when five five at southwick okay we had a few little teething issues but i saw the potential was there and i was like man if we actually really put our heads together to do outdoors fuck we could go and be competitive in outdoors too but I, that's not what i came to america for i came to america to race supercross that's that's the dream the american dream is supercross um i had enough years of racing outdoors doing the uh, mxgp and and to me that was that is the the world championship you know i i came to america to race to race supercross so um so with them the 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 deal was to do uh world supercross and and australian supercross um and then u.s supercross whichever coast <coughs> we we decided um and uh, and we just got to work on the, on the 250 and and between marty and the engine guys at the, at the workshop they really uh really put in some work and, and worked hard with the bike to allow me to you know throughout world supercross you know i I got second in in the the pilot season um which was which was good for me because it was there was a lot of new things being thrown at me we we really figured the bike out and and got the chassis working the suspension like working with factory connection was was brilliant my case my guy's there he's a he's a magic man and it, it but it takes race time and a lot of laps to really know your bike so Doing that, then then the Australian Supercross Championship. I, I I won the Australian Supercross Championship, which was which was cool to win a championship. You know, actually, when I look back, I think fuck, I haven't really won any championships. So so for me to to have a red plate, I'm looking at it right now. To have a red plate, to have to have the number one plate at the end of the season was cool. And to have Justin Brayton as a teammate, I learned a lot from him. He's got a lot of knowledge with the Honda and with the bike. Like he's really uh, really good guy to have around. So. So it, it was a progression and and everything was pretty seamless you know it, it worked well the Yareev and and the whole crew here put together a good package and then we came into Houston to round one and one qualifying which I've never done before and we were like all right all right we're here now we're, we're we we can go racing we can be competitive and even before Houston like I I was sat here and thinking 
you know, people telling me, oh, uh, how do you think you're going to do? And I'm like, I generally have no idea. Like I literally, my image in my head or my feeling of American Supercross is it's bloody hard. Like to get inside the top 10 is, is gnarly. Like, yeah. like that, that is something special. <clears throat> and to be able to go into there and, and come out with a, with a second place, with a podium was, was great for, for the team, for myself. And, and since then the team haven't stopped. It's, it's been a whirlwind of six weeks because we've, oh, well, we had six races in seven weeks and it's been, it's gone from zero to a hundred. Like we had no expectations. We, I didn't even get invited to do the media pictures and all that for the TV and stuff. Cause they That's probably thought awesome. they were going to be on TV. And it's like, after round one, it just ramped up with, with everything that was going on. And even the team were coming at me, were throwing new things at me. Like Max, we think we can make the bike even better. The bikes like, this was just our base bike. We've got this, we've got this, we've got this. And it got a lot and, and, but you know, out of six races, we've had we've had five top fives and three podiums. Um, um, we've had one that's a typical two hundred and fifty supercross where I've crashed my brain out in the pack with someone that's that's doing something sketchy, and it's like it's like wow, it's actually I don't know, it's fun. Like I'm I'm enjoying it. Even even that was fun. Like I I uh, I don't know when I watch two hundred and fifty supercross, that's uh, you know, there's always some sort of carnage that's going on. So. I don't know. We, we've had a good transition so far and the team's been great. And, and I think we're, you know, we're, we're in a good spot. We're already talking about testing and, and developing and, you know, how we can even progress further. I've been testing the last few days and all that translate translates through the next four rounds of, of the AMA out, uh, AMA Supercross, the, 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 the next four rounds, the last four rounds that we've got and then translates into uh, world supercross which which starts in july so so it's i don't know i I, th I think i'm in a good spot and i think coming into world supercross i think i'm gonna be in a in a really good spot to try and go for this go for that championship certainly uh it seems like world supercross has sort of breathed some life into your career giving you something else to sort of strive after uh and uh we spoke a little bit off air um given the fact that you spent the better part of over a decade uh, racing specifically outdoors, preparing for outdoors, testing a bike for outdoors. Uh, maybe one of the more unlikely supercross only guys, but um, you, you've really taken to it. Maybe it's like the maturity uh, of an, of a, a, a racer that's like past the, the age of 25. Like it's someone who has a lot of experience. Uh, maybe you're more of a thinking man's racer than just a kid who pins it which is counter maybe uh, like goes against the narrative that's kind of sort of talked about in the 250 class. Um, but uh, it's like, obviously you've still got speed and you can make it, make it up for it in other ways while racing with racecraft as well. Yeah. It's, it's one of those where, um, where I, I raced and trained a lot on supercross since I was, well, when I first came to America, uh, 2000, end of 2007, um, the first time, 2008, I raced amateur. 2009, I I did the, the outdoors. But that whole period, I was being able to test and train and ride Supercross at the KTM track back uh, back in the day. And and I was around great people that taught me a lot of things. I mean, Brayton was on the MDK team back then. I mean, Mike Sleater was the one who taught me how to seat bounce. Um, and, and and you know, I was always able to watch those guys. But then I would always either ride before them or after them 
on a one, two, five. And then when I got on the, in the B class, it was like schoolboy 250 class. Like I, I, I was able to do that. Then 2010, I raced supercross um, in the States for, uh, for start. And it's weird when you are 14, 15, 16, it's like you, that was when I was like a sponge. I mean, I'm still a sponge, but like <laughs> I really had a feel for supercross and, and, the next 10 years or however many years it's been, I don't even know, since well, 20, 2011 to 2019, so eight years or whatever, till I came back to America to 2020. So yeah, eight, nine years. Um, it, it's weird. Like I would be racing outdoors, but I, my head or I'd be driving a car and my head would be going through a set of whoops or, or like I'd be going through a set of or like a rhythm section or something. It was always my and I always had a supercross track back at home in England like I, I had one built um not to the spec of US but I had whoops I had rhythm sections and I would always find myself playing around on the supercross track and and it, it's one of those where where I yeah I, I I'd always that was always what I felt like I was made to do and and from a kid I was always I'd always like to jump and like to to do the supercross stuff and, and that was uh that was something that I think, yeah, even from being little, I raced the British Supercross back in the day. Like, I know it's not the same as, as, but I was always used to the arenas, like used to doing Bercy, you know, things on an 85. And so it, the transition was easy for me. And, and then, and then like, I've, I've spoke about this before, but like me being a Supercross only guy, yes, being a little bit older, um, you can never say never, like, will I ever race outdoors again? But for me, I feel like I've won the motocross the nations in 2017. Like, no unless, unless I'm going to go and, unless I'm going to go and like try to win a world title, I need to be on like a, a you know, factory Honda or whatever to do that. I'm like, I, I, I don't, not that I don't like outdoors because I, I love motocross. Motocross is great, but when you read, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a different way of looking at it. I've got family now, but when you gives me the contract and it's like, you can get this amount of money, you can get, you know, 20 grand or whatever it is, or you can get a lot of money, bonus money, racing supercross, world supercross, Australia supercross, supercross in, in the U S it's like, well, hold on. I'll be stupid not to, not to do this. I, I never used to race for money. It's not, I was always just about, oh, I want to win, I want to win. But I tell you what, when you get a little older, the money starts looking quite nice. And, and, and for me, I love Supercross. So it's like, hold on, this goes hand in hand. I, and, I, and I said this before, and I know it blew up because everyone, everyone loved it when I was talking about it in the press conference. And I don't want it to get taken the wrong way of, like, if you're a factory rider, you still get paid a lot to do, to do outdoors. That's, don't get me wrong. Um, because that is the, the US manufacturers. But for me, racing outdoors, it's like there's there's how hard it was to get 5-5 at Southwick to pass Roxon. I passed Roxon in one race. I passed Anderson. Like the amount of effort, the amount of 30-minute motors, it was gnarly. And I came away with with basically nothing. Whereas with Supercross, I can put in the same amount of effort, really focus on one skill specifically. You know, I'm not riding outdoors in this break because I don't need to ride outdoors. I genuinely couldn't care less if I never ride an outdoor track again. I mean, I probably will when I'm when I'm retired and we just want to have a bit of fun. But I love Supercross, and for me, I want to focus on that that 
skill, be the best that I can be in Supercross. And and for me, going to race the US Supercross is is something special, being competitive in that. But now being able to race World Supercross, come back to England for round one, uh, you know, I've got everyone going, um, all, the, all the friends and family. And, and then even other places in Europe where I've got fans and people from Europe that have watched me for years racing GPs can now go and watch me do this special discipline, which is Supercross. I, I, I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's something special. And, and, and I'm really... I'm really thankful that I'm in the position to be able to do that and that World Supercross has come along at this time. You know, it's it's one of those where it's it's new, but it's perfect because everyone has been talking about running a World Supercross Championship for forever. And, and now, uh, yeah, now Adam Bailey and the guys have made it happen. It's cool. For sure. Like uh, the, the whole thing seems to be a little bit tailor-made for yourself, a guy who uh, grew up, uh, obviously, um, like idolizing supercross superstars wanting to go race super supercrosses and you were able eventually able to go do it uh and then in a roundabout way came back to it and now enjoying maybe the most successful uh season that you've had in supercross period in fact i know that it is uh given the fact that you're you've been on the podium um you know what it's like to grow up to not have a supercross in your own backyard um the whole idea of world supercross must hit home for you uh, quite a bit, uh, especially with a little bit of uh, icing on top, given the fact that the opening round happens to be in your own backyard. Yeah, definitely. Like, like for me, um, having having the first round at, at home back in England is is something special. Um, it definitely uh, adds a bit of pressure. I mean, but but it's so cool because like my mom, my friends, all that. When I when I moved to America, they all said to me and felt like I was so far away. But now it's like I get to race once a year back at home. And, and it's, I mean, when I raced GPs, it was only once a year. There was one GP a year. And the rest of the time I was in Europe or, or wherever. So, um, so, so for me, that's, that's pretty special. And, uh, and yeah, I, I, I think for the biggest thing, I think that's going to be really cool. And, and I want to try to, to help, um, to help the, the kids. I, I don't know whether, it, you know, just being able to show, the kids and the up and coming riders, the next generation, what Supercross is all about. You know, still, when you're a kid, you you watch Supercross. Supercross is something special, but it feels so far away. And I know how how that felt when when I was little. Coming to America felt like, you know, like it felt impossible. I mean, I was lucky enough that that the path that I've been on has got me to here. But when you're when you're a kid sat in England in the rain and you're like, I don't know how I'm ever going to get to there. Being able to, to, to showcase the world supercross, um, supercross in the UK and, and, uh, and places around Europe, I, th- I think is going to, going to inspire a lot of kids. And also, you know, hopefully, I don't know, hopefully people start building a few more supercross tracks or, or, uh, or the kids are going to be, you know, more interested in, in doing, supercross making that more of a priority than just riding around in the mud in the muddy field um so i don't know i, I think it's cool and, and i think every every kid's dream that rides a dirt bike wants to race supercross and at the end of the day half the time it doesn't happen because they don't have the opportunities to do that and i think now world supercross might might open up some doors for uh, for that with for the next generation I think you just hit the nail on the head uh talking about uh how having a a, a race 
in a far off land, whether it's uh, Brazil or, or Germany or um, I think they're, do, they're going Southeast Asia or even honestly, even in the area of Canada that it's going to, um, it may not be a huge number right off the hop, um, but you inspire, say you inspire 10 people to go out there and buy buy themselves a motorcycle uh, or motocross bike and, or, and get interested in Supercross, start building tracks, start building an association. You come back there the next year and that adds another 10, 15 people. And then that, that's how this, the things start to snowball. Like um, locally here, I didn't hear about uh, like motocross until we heard about, uh, there was a, there was a Canadian national that had a, a radio ad. My dad took me down there and we've been hooked ever since we were full lock, stock and barrel into hockey until motocross came along and, and stole my heart. So um, yeah, you're preaching to the choir, man. Like the, having that opportunity to see, uh, the best in the world do their thing. And, uh, and for you to be someone who's going to be like a basic kind of a linchpin into being able to do that for people, uh, that's going to be a really rewarding experience for you, especially, uh, now, obviously like by no means, you're not old, by the way, 29, you're not old at all. Uh, you're still a kid, but also with the maturity to, uh, be aware of it and sort of present in that moment is also pretty cool for you. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and I think, I think, um, you know, I, I said to you earlier that I, I feel like every day, every yeah, every day, I'm trying to be better than what I was yesterday, and and every year I'm I'm getting better. I by no means feel like I'm like I'm old. I feel like Supercross has given me a whole new lease of life. I feel like I'm a kid. Like every day, trying to go through a rhythm section better or figure something out. Like it's it's great fun, and 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 my body feels good. Touch wood. I've I've been um pretty solid with that and and i'm able to to keep progressing and and you know you, you see guys like like eli like tomac and and the older guys now that it is the there's a bit of a change in in the way that things are happening like it used to always be i mean guys were retired by 26 or or whatever it was and it's like man i don't even feel like i'm i'm at my best like i, I feel like i'm getting better and better all the time and and you know spending time with Brayton with JB it, that was really eye-opening because he was 38 and and he's still going to race uh uh yeah world supercross and, and and Australia Australian supercross again and and I'm like man he's he's so fast and still super sharp with everything it's like man you yep. you look after yourself you look after your body and 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 you you can only get better get better and get better and get better and and uh so yeah i i, I feel like it's um I, f I feel like everything in life is is preparation for the future and i wouldn't change anything like everything that i've been through because it has made me calmer and more experienced in the pack of the hustle and bustle what's going on in a race yeah um but also just having a little one now like my little guy he's, he's one you are more I try to be more, more present, more, uh, you know, more stable in, in the way if you have a bad race, it's not, you don't go off a cliff. It's like, and you have a great race. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant, but it's like, man, I'm just happy to enjoy the moment. I'm enjoying the race perspective, not necessarily the result. I mean, I enjoy the result too, but it's like, I enjoy the process of, of every day and, and being able to do what I love is, 
it, 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 I don't know. I, I feel like when you're a kid, you can get a bit more short-sighted and more like, oh my God, I have to, I have to perform. Your whole identity is about your results. Whereas for me, I feel like, and this is where it comes back to a good group of people. I feel like with, with Marty, with Yareev, like, I don't know, we, I've got a good group of people around me that it's not necessarily, I mean, it is about results because it's still a business, but it's, it's, they're good people, you know, it's, and, and, and that helps with, I don't know, it just helps with everything. And I think, I think your whole identity doesn't have to be about what result you get that weekend. It's, it's more of a whole, um, so I don't know. Yeah, like like you said, trying to be a bit more present is 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 something I you can't teach that to to someone younger. That just kind of comes as you get a little bit older. I feel. Yeah, no, I'm sure you just sort of uh, yeah, just uh, roll your eyes, shake your head, and say uh, to all the kids that you're you're racing with on weekends, like you'll get it one day, uh, yeah. and they will. Um, the the schedule coming up this this year for for World Supercross, a lot of uh, cool events. A lot of uh, obviously we already mentioned work. Uh, uh, like getting to ride in your own backyard. I can't even imagine how many people hit you up for tickets. Uh, probably just turn your phone off a week prior to, but uh, which, which race aside from uh, your home, home GP, are you most looking forward to? And why is it Canada? <laughs> uh, Canada is going to be cool. Um, oh yeah. Canada is going to be cool. Um, I, I am looking forward to Canada really, because uh, go to I, Whistler. I watched a Canucks I'm a couple of days early. Go to Whistler. Yeah, well, I my, like I said, my my wife's uh, my wife's sister and and husband live there and and uh, and they're always snowboarding up there. And uh, I went to we had a vacation a couple of years ago. Went to Banff, went went all around, watched the Canucks game. Um, Canada's a special place, um, definitely uh, definitely pretty cool. Um, so I'm I'm excited for that one. Um, I don't know. I, I I think they're all going to be cool. I'm, Melbourne surprised me. Melbourne surprised me last last year when we went. That was my first time. Melbourne's a cool race. Like the fans are really cool there as well. Um, the stadium's huge. Like it's a it's a yeah. big place. That's pretty cool. Um, I I think I think Asia's going to be I think Asia's going to be good because I just think the dynamic of people and the fans there. Um, I don't know. I think each place has got its own. Um, has got its, it, yeah, has got bits and pieces that are going to be great. The French are always big into Supercross. The French, the French love it. Um, you know, they have their own international races every now and again of, of Supercross. So that, so the, the, even Germany, you know, I used to live not that far from, from Dusseldorf when, uh, when I lived in Belgium, uh, racing GP. Right. So, you know, I mean, I've spent time around there too. So it, it's each place is, is something special. I, I don't know what one I'm more, I'm more looking forward to. I'll, probably the last round when uh, uh, when we can uh, try and be in contention for this championship and be be going racing for for you know head to head for for the last for the last bit. But I um, I don't know. Each round's going to be going to be pretty cool. Certainly, no. There's there's going to be a, a lot of great racing and a lot of great venues along the way. Uh, I, of course, yeah, a bit of a homer. Uh, that's one that's uh, near and dear to my heart, also near and dear to where I currently live. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it, but uh, the racing will be good uh, no matter what. Um, racing you're a 250 in Supercross. You're on the West Coast now. This must be early for you. Uh, no, I, I actually live, uh, believe it or not, uh, I live eight hours north of Millville. And yes, there is something eight hours north of Millville. So I, I'm dead smack in the middle of the country. 
Oh, okay. So I'm so, in Central Time. So that's an hour back from. Yeah, I'm only okay. it's 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 uh, yeah eight fifty here. Oh, okay, all right. It's not too. I was gonna say. I was like, man, that must have been early if you're on on Vancouver time. Bottom of Pacific time. Yeah, it, we would have started the call at five a.m. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, that wasn't happening. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I'm uh, the the vastness that is Canada. Like I I I grew up skiing, and we would drive like 12 hours to go compete at the Alberta provincials and stuff like that. It was absolutely, it was like, it was ludicrous. Yeah. Uh, you get a scope of just how big this country is. It's like, literally I'm smack dab in the middle. It's about 30 hours coast to coast, either in either uh, direction. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same country, no passport needed, uh, different cultures, but no d- <laughs> different, uh, we're all <laughs> Canadian, I suppose. Um, what needs to happen for you to be able to finish the 2023 World Supercross uh, Championship with your head held high, saying that you uh, were able to fulfill your potential? Championship? Uh, yeah, championship would, be, a championship would be nice. I mean, at the end of the day, like, yeah, I, I, I want to win the championship. I want to be, I want to be the, a, a British World Supercross Championship. I, I always wanted to be a world champion. That was always a dream when I was a kid. Now this championship's come up. It feel like it's made for me. Um, and and you know, racing Supercross. I, I <clears throat> yeah, of course. Um, but I'm also old enough, and I know enough now that anything can happen. <clears throat> you can, you can, yeah. I mean, there's there's 20 other guys on the on the start line that that are also going for that same thing. So as long as I perform my best and and perform well you know have winning performances if, if that if i come away with a win and uh, then that's great you know if you know there's plenty of things that can can happen i'm i'm not set on oh i have to win otherwise i'm 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 a failure um i feel like i have the tools and the potential to 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 fight for this championship especially after last year and i feel like i've only grown and got better since then um so so yeah we we will see but i i think um a championship would be very nice. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that goes without saying, man, it would be, uh, that's the ultimate goal. Um, how guilty are you? Uh, we, we talked about this off air is like sort of um, believing the, the press clippings falling victim to the, the narrative that is like, uh, Oh, being 29 is too old to be in the 250 F to a 250 class or supercross or, uh, you can't go, you can't come back to supercross at, at an older age. Or, um, like for those who might say Max Anstey wasn't a, a championship contender for this 250 uh, series. Like I think even yourself rolling into this, this, this particular season in, um, in monster energy supercross, um, you might've even sort of downplayed your downplayed yourself and doubted yourself more than you probably should have, uh, given the fact that, uh, now that the, there's some results out there. Uh, you're right in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I was <clears throat> second in the championship right up until the last race, right? DNF. So, um, yes, it's, uh, um, I mean, let's face it. Well, I'm, I'm on a, on a privateer on the team. It's not like I'm, I'm supposed to beat HRC. I'm not supposed to beat star Yamaha or pro circuit or whatever, but, but you have been now created a package and the team have created a package that we are being taken seriously. And I do think, we can be even better than than what we were, and they've, you know, we're on the same playing field. So, um, so that's definitely cool. Um, and, and like I said, like I said about spending time with with Brayton, with JB, like that kind of opened my eyes that 
okay, you, you're not running out of time. It's not, uh, you know, you, you, I don't know, like people say, oh, I mean, like I said, you, back in the day, people were 26 and they were retiring. I feel like it's different. I, I don't know whether it's, it's medical, like the training slightly different. People are not abusing their bodies as much. They're, you know, eating healthier. They're, they're training more. I, I don't know what it was like back in the day. Of course, you know, the top guys were, were very professional with that, but I felt like it, I feel like it gives it longevity and everyone talks about being burnt out or, or, you know, being on the grind for too long. But for me, I feel like, um, I feel like I'm a kid again doing this supercross. Like I, I feel like I'm trying to just learn every day and, and, you know, make progress. And that keeps me young. I, I, I'm, I'm loving it. You don't have to live by the, the rules of what people tell you at the end of the day. Yeah. Like everyone, the normal is, come to America when you're a kid, 16, 17, 18, and just stay in America. And if you go back, you're not going to make it. And look, I've done it completely different. And to be honest, I really feel like I'm going to be really good in this 250 class now in the next couple of years. You know, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm staying around definitely next year and I'll stay in the 250 class as long as I can. But I want to, I want to win this thing in the U S I want to win it in, in the world championship, uh, in the world supercross. And I, you know, I want to then go to, the next step this is step one step two and you can't go to step three four five six which is a 450 class until you've completed these steps so i feel like yeah i i've i i don't know it's given me a whole new uh new view of things and and i'm only getting better and i'm i'm grateful for it i'm, I'm loving it absolutely man i think uh, career mode on uh, max anstey's life if it was a video game would be a bit confusing to follow along with sometimes i'd imagine yeah. Uh, but, uh, you've, you've certainly blazed your own path and, uh, and, and made a good name doing it. Um, how much will it mean to, uh, to your Reeve and how much will be, he be frothing at the mouth, uh, if you're able to win a, win a champion. See what I did there? Oh uh, yeah. I see what you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, oh yeah. He will, he will be loving it. Um, I mean, of course he loved it when he won the championship with, with, with Ken Robson yeah. um, this last year, you know, that was something extremely special. And, and uh, yeah, no, I, I'd love to, I'd love to bring home a, a championship for him and, and the passion that he's got and, and the whole team going, you know, back to Australia, to the, to the U S side of things, you know, we've got the U S and the Australian side of things coming together, you know, everyone's really working hard and, and yeah, it's, it would definitely be uh, the icing on the cake for, for the guys, but um yeah, Yuriv would uh Yuriv would definitely be loving it. <laughs> I love it. Uh okay, so um we are only one week away from the beginning of the return of World Mini, uh, a race that Verb Moto is putting back on. Uh you were fortunate enough to race it probably one of its last years, uh 08, 09, something around there. Um, before I let you go here on the, uh, on the show, I need to, uh, ask you your best world mini memory, and it's gotta be something better than, uh, back on, uh, in super minis at Loretta's where, uh, you went ass over tea kettle in the 10 pack. Yeah. Um, well, great video mini. though. Well, mini. Yeah, I know. I made it on nitro sex. So I was pretty pumped for that, but, um, yeah. but, uh, world mini man i i remember racing world mini from such a young age like i remember watching davy Millsaps on an 85 skim the whoops and thinking how does he even do that and i remember it being so windy sometimes and these guys were still jumping stuff and i i, I literally couldn't figure out how they would do that um 
I can still, oh God, I, can, I don't remember the feeling of being in that long line, you know, where they write on your, your windshield and you're, you're in the campus just waiting to come in like, oh, there's nothing like that. Like that's a special race. Um, God, I broke my, I had my first injury that I broke my leg at World Mini going after the, the first tournament, I dropped off, like caught my foot in a rut when I was, when I was 10. Um, yeah, I was not. Oh, I've had some, I've had some experience there. Probably, um, I remember racing there one of the last years, I think it might have been 07 or 08. Uh, must've been 08. I think I did like one, two fives, super minis and two fifties. I did everything. And there was like a triple, triple in the middle. Um, when I remember I was like one of the only ones that were getting it and like the, the finish flag was out for practice, but like you'd be looping it around and there was all the guys doing it. Anderson was doing it. Like it was, I don't know. It was, uh, it was, it was pretty cool. Um, well, many, I just remember, okay. So best memories, just how big the trophies were. Like I remember being a kid and, and I really, really, really wanted a trophy that was bigger than me. And I never got one until I was like good enough on a super mini and a, uh, and a and a one two five like when I was on a fifty a sixty like on on the little bikes I, I could never do it. I never got like a I was never good enough to get the real big ones and then uh, I remember on like a one two five I think I I I don't know if I won championships or not I can't remember but I definitely got some really big trophies and I just remember them being so cool they were like bigger than me and I was I was fourteen or whatever it was and that, yeah that was pretty cool. I, I love the uh, whole idea of the fact that like when, when as we're kids, like I'm a, a few years older than you, but yeah, looking through the magazines and you see like Travis Pastrana or J James Stewart with like trophies that are like bigger than them. And you're like, that is the epitome of cool. And then yeah. you get older and realize that that like that trophy was like 12 bucks. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's always the way of me. Like you, <laughs> you, you really want to be in a video game. It's the same thing. Like I really want a big trophy. By the time you get a big trophy, it's like, it's not that cool anymore when you want to be in a video game you're like oh my god i wish i was in a video game like when you're young now i'm in the supercross video game every year i'm like oh yeah it's cool but it's not like i'm not sat there playing it the whole time you know what i mean like i'm not sat right. playing myself wide open i'm like ah, oh, it's uh yeah it's crazy how that uh it's crazy how that works out if uh if max anstey was in um uh, reflex perhaps then you would yeah. have been a little bit more pumped i mean superfly or whatever <laughs> hell yeah, dude superfly was the first first video game i ever had and uh i had a one on a playstation 2 and my dad refused to buy me a memory card so every time i turned the console off it just erased everything off. back to square one no 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 incentive to keep playing uh mm. thanks dad appreciate it uh i got a memory card now asshole so, <laughs> so take that um awesome yeah. max well this has been so much fun i appreciate you uh taking the time to uh talk with me today and uh yeah wish you the best of luck in the championship no worries cheers mate and uh i will see you uh see you in vancouver maybe i'm sorry i will definitely be there